Do credit unions have unique advantages over banks where controlling mortgage fraud is concerned? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten, Managing Editor of CUInfoSecurity.com, here with Marcus Vanderwall, Program Officer of the National Credit Union Administration. Marcus, before we get started, could you tell the audience a little bit about your role with the administration? Certainly. Um, well, I'm a program officer. I work in the supervision side of NCUA's Examination and Insurance Division. Uh, I spent 11 years as a field examiner based out of New Jersey and uh, recently was promoted to the position in April. So primary responsibilities include oversight for NCUA's examination process. I wanted to ask you what unique advantages credit unions have over banks where controlling mortgage fraud is concerned. In general, I would agree that credit unions uh, do lend locally and that's just a, a, a part of the uh, field of membership um, restrictions that we're working under. But uh, I guess that would come in handy when, uh, when we look at some of the recent trends in mortgage fraud. One of them is uh, a trend called flopping, and it's a variation of short sale fraud where lenders are convinced that the property is worth less than it actually is. And there were a lot of short sales uh, in the market recently. It's estimated that there were approximately 600,000 last year and that that number could double this year. So if credit unions are working, uh, are lending locally, they're going to be in a much better position to understand uh, and identify when they see an unrealistically low um, home value figure come across their desk. Uh, I'd also say that a lot of credit unions do engage in basic retail mortgage transactions where borrowers make applications directly with a credit union loan officer. And those are, in general, the safest kind of transactions because they involve the fewest number of third parties, and that limits the opportunities for fraud to exist. Now, when credit unions increase the number of third parties they use to originate loans, either through uh, mortgage brokers or through financial institution correspondence, they do increase the opportunities for fraud to exist. Maybe finally, cranes are also working on uh, smaller numbers of short sales, modifications, and foreclosures in general. So in some cases, this may mean that cranes are in a better position to assign resources to certain problem loans. What has the industry learned from the recent mortgage fraud cases, such as the CU National Mortgage Fraud and Lee Farkas cases? Well, definitely the, uh, the importance of third-party due diligence, again, has come out to the, the forefront. And it's uh, NCUA letter to credit 07CU13 that takes the broadest look at evaluating third-party relationships, and it provides a lot of significant detail regarding due diligence required for performing, uh, performing due diligence when you enter into a third-party relationship as well as maintaining a strong level of due diligence as an ongoing factor. What I'd also uh, like to maybe point people's attention to is NCUA letter to credit 08CU19. And that talks about third-party relationships as, uh, as they apply directly to mortgage brokers and financial institution correspondence. And it provides uh, very specific guidance on the types of due diligence that uh, need to be in place when you look at working with mortgage brokers and correspondence. And I was going to ask, what's the best way to fight fraud? And it sounds like you're saying due diligence. Due diligence is kind of one of the, the key themes that NCUA has been honing on in the past a uh, couple of years, and uh, we want to continue to make that part of the discussion. Uh, there are some other things that are, um, I think, some good tools that are coming, and uh, one is going to be the SAFE Act, and it's uh, in place at the state level. We're working on finalizing the uh, the federal rule, but uh, the SAFE Act is going to allow for registration and uh, require licensing of mortgage loan originators. And that's going to enable the government to do additional uh, follow-up when people move from 
institution to institution. So that'll create another tool for fighting fraud. Uh, it's going to increase law enforcement's ability to track and prosecute it as well. I'd say some other uh, tools for fighting fraud right now. I'll, I'll give you a website. It's www.stopfraud.gov. And it's a website that was created by the Financial Fraud Enforcement Task Force, uh, which is um, a task force of regulatory agencies that was created by the Obama administration. And NCUA recently joined uh, over 20 other federal uh, agencies on the task force. So it's a good website to check out. You can report fraud. You can learn more about fraud. And uh, another good, really good, I think, source for learning about fraud is the FFIEC Mortgage Fraud Prevention Guide, which was recently issued in February of 2010. It goes through different types of fraud, how they can be identified, what the red flags are, and it gives tools for uh, creating best practices to avoid um, those kind of frauds. I wanted to ask in closing, what steps the NCUA is taking to help credit unions? I think we're going to be working with the FFETF a little bit more on sharing information between agencies so that we can have a stronger hand in um, following up and enforcing fraud when we find it and, uh, and getting the information out there. Um, and part of that is, is broadcasts like this and uh, also encouraging credit unions to talk to each other and uh, share information on best practices. Thank you. Again, we've just heard from Marcus Vanderwall of the National Credit Union Administration. For CUInfoSecurity.com, I'm Tracy Kitten.